Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This PSA was brought to you by and funded by The Fear Merchant. Leprechaun Origins contains adult themes and violence. No Irish were offended in the making of this film. It's your boy, Big Solo, co-host to It Be Like That podcast with Brian from the Terrible Terror podcast. Big shout out to you. Thank you for finally watching this movie. It took two years, two freaking years for me to get you to watch this movie. First year, you already had stuff planned. The second year, I forgot. Well, payback's a bitch because that movie sucked and I know you weren't happy to watch it. So remember, I'm the leprechaun. Don't steal me but gold and enjoy the movie. It's time to turn out the lights, grab some popcorn, and watch some horrible horror movies. This is the Terrible Terror Podcast. Each episode, I delve into the world of terrible horror movies. Why do I do it? Well, I can't really explain it, but I love these horrible movies. If you made a horror movie on your phone, or made your own special effects MacGyver style, please send it my way. Now, what do you get when you take a long-running franchise, try to revamp it, and slap a shiny WWE logo on it? Why you get Leprechaun Origins. Top of the morning to you all, and welcome to another episode of the Terrible Terror Podcast. Yes, I'm going to be as stereotypically Irish as this movie is, uh, and I want to thank the Fear Merchant, uh, who is going to be our Irish correspondent for this film, and Patrick, who's been wanting me to watch this goddamn movie for quite a bit of time. So thank you for both uh, contributing to the intro and to other parts of this podcast that you shall hear later. So... What are we doing here? We're, I guess, celebrating St. Patrick's Day with a Leprechaun movie. Now, the last time we even talked about a Leprechaun movie, we talked about Leprechaun Back to the Hood, which was the sixth in this franchise. And honestly, eh, that one was pretty terrible, if I can remember it that well. Uh, where some of the other ones weren't so bad, like when he just went to the hood, not when he went back to the hood. And, you know, the original Leprechaun is not a very bad film. It's cheesy, but it's very entertaining in points. And then we have this film. Oh, my God. Uh, It is a film that... I I don't know how the WWE got its hands on it. If you don't know who that is, that is the worldwide wrestling uh, entertainment industry. Um, 
it used to, I'm, I was about to say Worldwide Federation, because that's what it used to be until the World Wildlife Fund decided that they were going to go after him. Man, keep constantly saying World Wildlife or Worldwide uh, is really fucking tripping me up, and I don't know why. Uh, but in general, they used to be the WWF, and you might remember such wrestlers as The Ultimate Warrior, Hulk Hogan, uh, Ric Flair, when he did join, he used to be a part of WCW. Macho Man Randy Savage, who has one of my favorite clips, besides Booker T's uh, clip, which is probably my favorite WWE. I'm even laughing thinking about it. If you've never heard it before, please go search Booker T uh, on YouTube. and book It's Booker T Hulk Hogan, uh, and you'll know which clip um, I'm talking about. It definitely has something to do with we're coming for you, um, and that, that all that's about it. Uh, that's all all I'll say. Let's say uh, so. It's weird again that some reason the WWE decided that hey, at one point they're like we're gonna start getting to movies and we're gonna start using our wrestlers in these films because what the hell the rock is doing so well in becoming this great fucking action icon that's not attached to us let's go out and try to do some well horror movies and they've done some other films too which is really really weird but they kind of started in the horror realm and i believe the first one that they did was see no evil with kane i could be totally wrong and i'm sure that somebody who did an intro for this podcast will tell me if i'm wrong or not but uh that was the first one that i really remember that they put their name on and that was actually part of their production studios. But they've come to do a couple of their films. They did a sequel to that. They did this. And actually, one of the surprising movies that I really, really enjoy is Oculus. Man, if you have not seen Oculus before, do yourself a favor and watch that film. It is fantastic. It's cheesy, but it's the perfect amount of cheese and has a really interesting story and has no WWE characters in it at all. Well, I guess for this film, instead of, you know, tapping a character that everybody knows and loves, well, somebody that actually could fit the role, to be honest with you, uh, they tagged Hornswoggle to be the Leprechaun. And I remember thinking about this when I first heard about this way back in the day. Hornswoggle? Really? Like, the only little person, I guess, if that's the right way to say it, or fucking midget that i can remember wrestling back in my days was uh dink the clown or doink or where the fuck he was it was a clown midget okay clown little person clown small guy uh (laughs) and um i think there was dink and doink i think doink was the one that i remember the most so we're gonna go with doink we're gonna keep doink there but that that's who i remembered and uh Hornswoggle was another guy that joined the World Wrestling uh, Entertainment type thing. I really want to say World Wrestling Foundation. Um, So if I say that, fuck it. That's who they should be. They should be the WWF forever, okay? It's a different business. Who gives a shit? Uh, So... But he was somebody that kind of came up, and his story is really interesting, and I watched something recently about him that was like a mini-documentary, and how he still kind of works in the wrestling industry, but he really hit it big at one time, and uh, I know his real name is Dylan, Uh, I can't remember his last name off the top of my head, and I should be more prepared, but you can easily find out who Hornswoggle really is, but it's an interesting story. Because he all of a sudden became this Irish 
wrestling midget, almost like a leprechaun. And so that's kind of what I think in the back. And if you, when you heard the intro, the second song that was used, that was actually his intro music. Uh, and it's honestly kind of stereotypically, but neat that they went that route. Like, oh, that's who I'm going to see. I'm going to go see his movie starring Hornswoggle. It says it on the goddamn poster. He's in this fucking movie. And I'm so excited, so ecstatic. If if I was a big fan of wrestling during that time and I loved that character, that'd be great. But I thought it was going to be like, it's going to be in the vein of Warwick Davis. Okay, it looks a little darker, but maybe that's a good thing why it's a little darker, right? We get a little more of the horror aspect and maybe that it kind of lost because it became more of a joke. Especially with him going to and back to the hood. Uh... And then, you know, maybe it was going to be around the first or second film. Like, the first one had some very creepy moments, but the Leprechaun was always there to give at least a little bit of comedy, but at the same time, like, some type of menacing, like, I wouldn't say altruistic, but, like, the dialogue that he had always had a purpose. And I thought, great, if this could be some type of, like, true horror, like, film, and... You have this guy here who's already, you know, he's doing the wrestling thing. And most wrestlers, they have to know how to act to be able to even be at that level of the WWE. I mean, if you've ever seen anybody that is on the amateur level, and I'm not talking about, like, amateur, like, they're well-known for the area. I mean, like, amateur, like, this is some guys, in this is the training studio, and you're watching them doing their bits they're not always the best people, not the best actors, but the really good ones get to go on and be a part of the giant show. This is entertainment, uh, even though most of us know it's totally and absolutely real, uh, especially that one time where Miss Elizabeth, she just fucking dumped uh, Macho Man Randy Savage, and I remember he's so fucking pissed, because why the hell does she, they're meant to be together, goddammit, and they need to stay together for all fucking time, and... Okay, getting into this a little bit too much, but still real to me, damn it. Um, so, I think to myself, well, if that's the way that it's going to be, then this shouldn't be that bad, right? We're, we're going to have a leprechaun, and we're going to have this... I don't know, it could be funny, it could be scary, it could be... You know, I just don't want to hear him say, uh, you know you're after me gold or whatever the fuck he normally says in those films i just want something a little different is that too much to ask for well what we got was something completely different and i thought something at the end of it and i realized after going through this film multiple times and nobody in their right mind should ever go through this film more than once um that i was right about something uh especially the way that it ended but the biggest and most perplexing question that you're going to have to ask yourself while you're listening to this or if you're watching this film uh, is, is this an origin story? Like, it's called Leprechaun Origins. So the idea behind it is, like, we're going to tell the history of the Leprechaun. We're going to show how the Leprechaun got his gold or maybe he was cursed to always be after his gold or how he came to America in the first place. Who brought the gold to America? You know, there's so many questions that you could answer and it would be really neat, really cool, uh, especially if, you know, they trap him, they do whatever. But 
that's not what we get. Instead, what we get is, well, let's begin with the film. So, it starts off where there's a couple, and they're running away from something. Something is chasing them. One guy is really beat up, and he's got some type of machete. And the other girl, she's got this backpack. Uh, The guy trips and falls, and she ends up throwing the backpack over on yonder, and helps him get up. And right when they're running towards this giant stone, all of a sudden the guy, he gets tripped up, and then he gets grabbed, and the biggest horror trope in the world... And I don't know if we've ever talked about this before, but I realize watching these bad horror movies, how much this gets used. And especially with modern horror, it happens all the goddamn time. Whenever there's a monster, somebody slips and falls, or a ghost, or a demon, or whatever the fuck it is. But they slip and fall, and then they're pulled off camera, like, really, really quick. They either come back for just a second, which this guy does. He falls, he looks like he's struggling, then he shows up again and then gets pulled away for good... But it's like, how many times do we have to do this as like a scare tactic? Like they're trying to do some type of jump scare. And this is the way that they want to get this one across, right? Guy pops up, then he gets pulled away real fast and supposed to be scary and it's just, whatever. That's the way it is. And it's happening more and more in film nowadays than it did back then. Maybe because I was so enamored with things, um... It just seems with the more modern era, that seems to be the go-to for, okay, we're going to have this, and the guy's going to get pulled away, or the girl's going to get pulled away, or whatever. I think it was even that trailer for that new stupid film that's coming out, Truth or Dare. Like, it was in Winchester, for God's sake, and that's another film we'll talk about at another time. But, why? Why do we need to keep doing this? It makes no sense to me. It's not scary. It's just some guy getting pulled away. So... He gets pulled away, the girl tries to run a little more, but she ends up getting tripped up, and she gets pulled through the tall grass by something out there. Of course, it's safe to say, and safe to assume, that that is the leprechaun. Um, So, then we go, and we're kind of, I don't know for a modern day, I don't know how long ago that exactly happened, but... um, And there's something I realized about the scene when I thought about it at the same time, because, you know, I'm thinking, why are they being attacked, you know, and there's jingling in the bag, so I'm assuming at this point that the leprechaun uh, had his gold stolen, and that's why he's going after him, or them, I should say. But you don't really see anything with the bag. So now we're being introduced to the new group of victims, I mean, travelers that are coming through this area. This is Sophie uh, Ben, David, and Jenny. So they're all kind of backpacking through Ireland because, hey, why the hell not? If I had a choice to backpack through somewhere, I'm pretty sure that Ireland is a very nice place to go. Uh, A little secluded, but, you know, I think I'd like to visit there one day. And, you know, not just for the beer, but for the countryside. And so they've kind of gone off the reservation here and decided to go find a village that had a lot of artifacts, a big history of artifacts, that, you know... I guess Sophie could use for a study in history that she's doing later. Uh, We're traveling, and then the theme song is going on. We actually got some really nice shots of Ireland. Uh, And then there's the one stupid scene, and I made a video about it, and you can see it on the Instagram and on our Facebook page. But David, he's sitting in the car, who looks very familiar, by the way. I just can't pinpoint who he is right now. But they're traveling along, and there's like a chicken that's inside of a cage and he points at the cage and he goes chicken like okay 
that that's the most obvious thing. Why do we need this line in this part of the film? And I really wanted to do the clip, but it doesn't do it justice. Because uh, he says it really low and under his breath. And even if I tried to alter the audio, you can barely hear him say chicken. But he literally points, <laughs> chicken. Like, and that was the point. Like, good, are you learning how to use your, like, speak and spell type of the device? Or that, what's that spinny thing that everything ha- everybody has when they're a young kid? Where the cow goes, moo. So he heard the cluck, cluck, cluck from the chicken. And then he's like, oh, I know that sound chicken and then he so I heard the dark barking in the background <laughs> dog and then he heard the cat meow and he's like kitty no cat not kitty fucking cat moron so anyway they keep driving along and eventually they come to a clearing where the driver stops and he lets them out <laughs> okay yes well I can see why this isn't a tourist destination you want to go back and get inside the truck no you The, the village is down that road a stretch. They'll just down this road? Do you mind driving us another 15 minutes uh, into no, the no, no, village? No, 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 no. I can't do that. <laughs> it's just, uh, let's just pay him and keep going, babe. Okay, I mean, it's, it can't be that far. We can just walk. Sure. So they set out on foot after that he gets dropped off, and he's very wary because he doesn't really want to take them further in. He just kind of looks at them and he's like, no, I don't really want to. And they pass by that same stone you see at the beginning of the film. And it's got a bunch of weird little symbols and markings on it, and they don't quite know what it is, but they decide just to keep walking towards the town. Eventually they get into town, and it's meant to seem like some type of like quaint mountain village or something like that, but it really just looks like modern day housing like it doesn't look any different than what it would like i don't never been to ireland before so i don't know what in the deep country if they have things that look like american mobile homes or not but this is some type of pub that looks literally like it's a set on a fucking lot okay it doesn't look like it belongs anywhere else uh other than on the back lot of some type of movie uh they decide that hey let's go in here and have a pint and that's where we see uh the relationship between Ben and Sophie, and that it's kind of weird, and that I think Ben is kind of a dick. There must be some mistake. Only mistake was trusting you with our last weekend in Ireland. Okay, that's kind of a dick thing to say, to be honest with you. This is your last weekend in Ireland. You guys have been doing all these probably really cool, fun things, and maybe things that you want to do, and things that David wanted to do, and Jenny. And this is something that Sophie wants to do. She's really interested in history, but instead, you got to be a sarcastic asshole and decide to tell her, Oh, well, this is how I want to spend my last day here in Ireland, my last little weekend over here, because I'm so fucking impatient. So instead, they go inside the bar to figure out what to do next because there's supposed to be something there where they can see a bunch of artifacts. Little and unbeknownst to them, they've already kind of seen some of the artifacts that everybody's been talking about in this town. So they sit in the bar and they begin to discuss, uh, well, what her plans for her were for the future with her interest in history. Look at this place. You could do your Master's of History thesis just on this place, Soph. What do you know about history? I know everything about history. I know it's exactly what I'm going to make of these pints our lovely barmaid has brought us. 
Thank you. Cheers. 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 To Ireland. <laughs> Thank you. Actually, not sure I'm going to enroll in Berkeley for my master's. What? Yeah. I mean, with Ben going to Harvard and everything, I thought maybe I'd just check out the East Coast for a while. Really? Okay, what? Like, why do we really need to have this here at all? I understand that you're trying to build characters and you're trying to do all these little things. Oh, look at the relationships being everything. Uh, she really just wants to be with him, and that's such a stupid, worthless character trait to have, right? I'm just going to give up all of my dreams of going and being this great history professor because, huh, I want this dick over here. And... Why? Why? But what's the point of even having this in the film? Like, they all look down on her, and she's just like, they're like, you could have been something great. You could have been a contender. But no, you decided that Dick was more important than anything else, and you're going to give up on your dreams of being some great Irish historian. But of course, I digress. So, somebody from the town, one of the locals, his name is Hamish, he overhears them talking about history and everything, and he decides to kind of butt himself in and to entice them to maybe learn more about the history of their little town. So, uh, is this quaint little village everything our potential historian hoped it would be? I'm not sure yet, okay? We haven't even seen anything. Okay. Excuse me. But I couldn't help but overhearing your conversation. I hope you don't think me too nosy. You seem to be a bit of a history buff. Come to see the village's ancient historical sites, have you? Hamish McConville. <laughs> I'm Sophie. Now, if it's real history you want to see, you need to see the clock of dinner there. The clock of dinner what? <laughs> the clock of dinner there. Uh, stones of... Fathers? It's <laughs> uh, good, very close. The stones of the gods. Sounds terrifying. I'm in. Me too. <laughs> what exactly are the stones of the gods? Well, let me tell you. The clock of the Nadea is a collection of enormous stone sculptures found in the middle of a cave in the woods. Now, these sculptures are taught to be the oldest existing historical artifacts in all of Ireland. Quite possibly the cradle of Celtic civilization itself. You're kidding. Why have I never heard of them before? Oh, oh no, you won't find mention of the clock of the other day in the, in the guidebooks. <laughs> no, there's a lot of things about our village that people don't know about. A lot of things that, uh, well, we like to keep private from the tourist. So, this movie is called Leprechaun Origins, right? Like, is this going to have some type of, like, relevance to the rest of the story? Like, are we actually going to see a leprechaun anytime soon? I know we're only about ten minutes into the movie, but already we're not talking about the fucking leprechaun. In fact, you know what? Let's go to my Irish correspondent and get a little history lesson on the history of the leprechaun. The myth of the leprechaun started when people saw red-headed Irishmen sitting on low stools drinking pints of Guinness. Huh. I never knew that. So it all started from red-headed people 
drinking Guinness in bars. So no wonder what this guy is starting to talk about random things and stones and stuff. He doesn't want to quite give away the leprechaun of leprechaun just yet. So let's keep with the stones of the gods and see. I guess maybe that's what that monument thing is outside, but fuck, we'll never know. So he offers them a place to stay. And of course, they all agree, except for Ben. Ben doesn't want to go, and Ben kind of acts like a dick. Uh, and, you know, David kind of calls him on it as well. Uh, because, really, Sophie, she wants to go, and she even tells him that, look, do you know how many boring medical conferences I've been to for you? Can't you just do this one thing for me? So they agreed to go stay at this cabin that this Hamish guy has, so that way they can see these stones of the gods in the morning. And again, I am not going to try to say whatever the fuck he said, because all it sounds like cockadoodle do to me, okay, right? Um, so, they go over to the cabin, and they're picked up by his son, Ian. Uh, and Ian is driving them all to their destination, and of course, he's not very fond of the people that are driving along with him in the car. Tatcha said there were only going to be a couple of them. For his fine son. Turn that radio up. Don't, uh... Oh, come on, lighten up, would you? I'm driving air. The poor boy gets cranky in the summer. <laughs> Who doesn't like this summer? What's the love about it, Nancy boy? Did you just call me a Nancy boy? Yep. So they keep driving along these old back roads into the distance. They see this house that's set up, and they, he says, oh, that's where we're going to go. And, of course, that's not the place that they're actually planning on going to. Uh, he, he says that that's where they used to work. Or, well, not work. That's where they used to live when they used to work around the town. But now that everything's kind of dried up and there isn't a whole lot of work there anymore in the mines, uh, that they basically have the cabins down the road, which they show up to. And everybody's kind of disgusted by the cabin. But, honestly, it doesn't look that bad. The only thing that I've kind of got against it... and. I understand it with them too, is that it has no electricity and it has a bunch of random fucking padlocks on the outside of the cabin. Sure, it's safe. It's falling down a little. Oh, no. She's solid. On the inside. She's like a paid, that's all. Good as new. Have to guard against the break-ins when the place isn't being used. You uh, let a lot of people stay here. You said the uh, stones of the gods, the village's best-kept secret. Yeah. Well, that's why the cabin don't get much use. Okay, these weird evil-type pauses. You're not fucking full of me. I mean, come on. As the viewer, aren't we watching a movie called Leprechaun Origins? I mean. Really, this whole like, oh, I'm maybe I'm good, maybe I'm bad. He's fucking bad. There's something you don't know what the fuck is going on, but you know there's something kind of fucked up. I mean, even the way that he is on kind of on the outside and he talks about the house. I mean, first he says it's structurally sound enough on the inside. Like what? Okay, so the outside looks like shit, but the inside is perfectly fine. And when you finally go inside the goddamn house, it's not very well constructed at all. I mean, it's very fucking basic. It's two bedrooms and a living room with a fireplace. That 
means the outside is barely holding up the whole fucking house, okay? Basically, the rooms that are inside, there's not enough of an infrastructure on the inside to be, say, like, hey, everything's gonna hold up just fine. And if your roof looks like shit on the outside, that means that it's probably leaking fucking water on the inside or something else is gonna go wrong. Because that thing's probably gonna collapse on itself. I, I just don't... <laughs> I don't get it. It, it But... Honestly, when you look at it, though, when you truly do look at it, it's not a bad house. It actually looks pretty good. I wouldn't be, like, totally afraid to stay the night there, other than there are fucking padlocks on the outside, and only one person has the key. Oh, it's to keep fucking thieves out. It's not to keep fucking thieves out. You should know this. How fucking stupid are you? Well, you're a bunch of fucking teenagers camping or backpacking through fucking Europe. Well, you're not really teenagers because you're going to fucking graduate. He's going to go to Harvard or some shit. Or they are teenagers fucking backpacking. They're about to just go to fucking school or whatever it is. Fuck if I know. I don't really care about the backstories. All I know is I want to see a fucking leprechaun show up. I want him to be in the fucking hat. I want him to say something fucking quippy. And I want him to kill these motherfuckers as soon as possible. And you know what? I'm not getting that. Instead, I get another fucking creepy scene. Oh, I forgot to mention. They made mention of him wearing this Rolex fucking watch. And how he got it from some tourists that had come through at some point. And that's supposed to be some big, like, red herring for us. And then all of a sudden we get this, where he's just fucking creepy to them once again. Can I uh, get you some money for those beers? Oh, no, thanks. I'm good. Oh, good. I didn't bring my Rolex. (laughs) You're a funny boy. There's lots of other things I could steal from you. Gotcha. <laughs> Let's go, son. Well, little did they know that later that night, Hamus was planning a panty raid with his son, and they were going to break into the place and actually steal both Sophie's and Jenny's panties. I, in all honesty, I'd probably steal Sophie's before I'd steal Jenny's. There's something herpy-ish about her attitude that I'm not quite sure if I want to kind of approach in that manner. So... As Hamish and his son Ian are leaving, Hamish puts a the gold Rolex on like a random hook outside of the house, and then they leave. Back inside, everybody is settling down for the night because all of a sudden it's turning into night for some reason. Uh, I mean, I guess time has kind of traveled along, but outside when they got to the house, it was bright as fucking day. And now that Hamish has left that watch there and has left them alone, now it's slowly turning into night. The other thing I don't get is that they don't show them, like, locking the front door. Not Hamish and his son or anything like that, but they don't show the people on the inside of the cabin even be like, alright, well we're gonna lock this for the time being because we're in the middle of nowhere. They've told us there are thieves out here, yet we're just gonna go to bed in our appropriate uh, rooms for the night. So we get to have a sneak peek in on uh, Sophie and Ben talking, and she begins to ask him if he has thought about a proposal about going with him over to Harvard. Thanks again for agreeing to do this. Mm Mm-hmm means a lot to me. And have you uh, thought at all about me coming out your way? Um, I think it sounds interesting. Okay. 
Well, I mean, do you really think you could give all this up? I know I'd miss you. She literally strips down to her underwear to like entice him and be like, hey, let's get it on for tonight. And he's so like fucking piss poor upset that he had to do this shit and that she's bringing up the fact that she wants to follow him to Harvard so that way he can pursue his career and they can be together because she's totally in love with him. But it's obvious that he wants nothing more to do about her or do with her, I should say. Uh, because he just is like, okay, well, I'm going to miss you, which means (laughs) you're staying here, bitch, no matter how hard you try and how far you get, it doesn't even matter in the end, okay? He's not going to fuck you now, and he's not going to fuck you when you get, well, when he goes over to Harvard. Telling you he's leaving your ass, you better go to go straight to Berkeley and get that goddamn degree because that's what's going to help you. Even though I could say a humanities degree in this day and age is probably not going to take you very far. Let's talk to somebody who knows about that. <laughs> You're talking to him right here. Uh, so, if you have a degree in history, I guess if you can get grants and shit, you can go and be all history-like, or you can get yourself stuck with a bunch of other people and, you know, killed by leprechaun. One or the other. Man, history degrees, that's the way. So everybody that maybe is thinking about getting a history degree, watch this movie, because it'll tell you, hey, you're probably going to get fucked over by a monster if you're not the main character of the movie. So, we then pan over and we see David and Jay... God damn it, now I know where he's from. That's fucking Mark from Freddy vs. Jason. Okay, if you don't remember which one that was, that was one of the two that was in the insane asylum together, and then he got killed by himself. Uh, he was trying to stay up as long as he possibly could. I knew, I knew that motherfucker from somewhere. And here he is, about to get it on with Jenny, and she's getting ready to take off her top. Yes, this is why this movie is rated R. We get to have some boob. This is going to be great, and no. He drank too much, so he fell asleep. And then, of course, he, like, wakes up, Welcome on, babe. And she's like, No, I don't want to do it anymore because you fell asleep while I was on top of you. And you didn't let me expose myself to the rest of the audience. That's not how she really talks. That's just how I talk right now when I'm trying to talk like a female. So everybody then goes to sleep. And we see Jenny. She's woken up in the middle of the night because she thinks she hears something coming from outside. She goes into the living room, and she looks out the window, and something passes by really quick in a decent jump scare. Actually, it's a good enough jump scare that it got my wife, who wasn't paying attention to the movie at all, and she jumped out of her seat, and I laughed pretty goddamn hard, to be honest with you, because I'm sitting there watching this, and I'm like, oh, okay, something's going to go in front, and then all of a sudden, it's that, and then my wife goes, ah, and like actually jump out of her chair and say, man, that got me. I wasn't paying attention and got me. So I guess maybe this movie did something right. Uh, it gave me at least one good laugh. So she looks out and she then decides that, hey, everybody's got to wake up because there's something the fuck out there. David, David, wake up, David, wake up, you guys. Oh, my fuck. Oh, What's going on? What there's something. Mean? There's something out there. What do you mean? There's no one. The window? 
Well, that's why they call it the woods, babe. Lions and tigers and chickens and shit. Okay, first of all, you really don't know your animals and when it comes to the woods. And when it comes to Ireland, I'm pretty sure that lions and tigers are not in the woods. But I'll give you, maybe chickens and shit are probably out there. Uh, so she wakes up everybody and they all are trying to figure out what's going on. And they decide, well, maybe we'll go outside and take a look. And that's when they figure that something is wrong with the front door. Locked from the outside. What do you mean? Do you have a key? What is going on? That doesn't make any sense. They lock us in here? They lock us in here? No, they didn't lock us in here. That's the only door, right? What? No. So there's a weird little effect that happens here at this moment, uh, which I do kind of like as Jenny, she's kind of like in shock, backing away from everybody, and she's going towards the fireplace. Everything around her kind of doles out in sound. You kind of get it towards the end there of that clip, but it truly goes almost like silent for her to the point that we see what happens to her next. But before that, we notice on an outside shot that the gold watch has been taken gold rolex okay to be specific back inside the house now that she's kind of all freaking out jenny after everything has happened and realizing that they're locked inside of there she sits down next to the fireplace and as she's sitting there little lepra creep comes out and stretches out his arms and actually grabs the gold earring that's on her ear and she is our very first injury See, he pulls the gold earring and he pulls it off her ear, and the effect actually is pretty good. I was very, very surprised. Uh, and, and that's one of the things I should say this film does have going for it. And she jumps up screaming and realizes that there's something there. And then we go into Leprechaun Vision. That's where all people are gold. Like, everything that you can see that it's walking around. And we still haven't quite seen what the leprechaun looks like. Because right now, all we know is that it's something with a hand. And there's, like, blurry, like, scenes of the leprechaun out there. But right away, too, he's not wearing a hat. He's not wearing a suit. Doesn't have a beard. He doesn't have red hair. Doesn't look like he has any hair at all. Um, this is not the leprechaun I was fucking expecting, okay? I, I'm not expecting lucky fucking charms, but I'm expecting something that's going to have lines of dialogue or something. Maybe maybe we'll come later. Maybe I'm just like, he's just being wary. He's being leper creep. He meant to go for the bra and unsnap it and unhook it so we can actually see some boobs. But instead, the gold earring totally distracted him and he had to have that bling bling for himself. So he just grabbed it, ripped it off of her face. So we get this... <laughs> leprovision okay where 
like I said, everything is kind of gold, like all the figures are kind of gold, and everything else is kind of grayed out. And he starts kind of going after everybody, and they all freak out inside the room. They go into the bedroom and try to barricade themselves in, but the thing keeps banging on the door. Eventually, they trap it inside of the room for a second. David holds the door. They figure out that in the back of the fireplace, there's actually an exit or entrance to the building. And everybody crawls out through the little hole at the back of the fireplace. They tell David to let go of the door and to come out with him. He reluctantly does, uh, and then as he's almost getting out of there, the leprechaun actually grabs the back of his foot and starts chewing on one of his legs. Uh, there are some pretty good, again, effects happening here. Uh, there are practical effects, too, which I really enjoy. Uh, but they're able to kick him off, and then they make a run for it. And they start running towards the other house that they saw earlier up. As they're all running, they all say, fuck you, David, and let him, like, fucking hobble by himself. Um, he actually stumbles at one point, and the only person to go back and help him is Sophie. As they continue to run towards the next house, Sophie comes to the great realization that... They locked us in there so that thing would kill us. They're assuming we're dead. What about the house? Maybe there's a phone or something. The one thing I did forget to talk about that I thought was relatively hilarious was when Sophie does go back to basically save David's life because he's a fucking gimp now. Uh, she has a lantern that she, they're running with, and she takes it, and she throws it behind him to basically scare off the leprechauns with the fire. You know, fire's good. Leprechauns don't like fire for them. Fire's bad. And <laughs> But when she throws it, it goes all slow motion. Like, literally, she's getting ready, and then the whole thing just slows down for no explained reason. She could have easily just thrown the fucking lantern and had it land and boom we're done we're out of here but we're trying to pad the film so let's have her do this section in slow motion shall we so eventually they do get to the other house and they're able to dodge the leprechaun and they're able to lock themselves inside they see that there's a weird contraption on the front david gets mad at the fact that why didn't anybody fucking try to pick him up but sophie and they're like oh we were just trying to get to the house and of course you know Again, fuck David, which is going to be a theme in this whole fucking movie is fuck David because, well, why not? Just fuck David. So they begin to look around the house and there's this weird contraption that's there. And eventually Sophie realizes that it's like a generator box. It looks like a bunch of car batteries put together. And so she turns them on and it turns all these floodlights on on the outside of the house. And then you hear the sounds of the leprechaun go away. David is still relatively hurt, and he's kind of bleeding there, you know, profusely from the giant fucking gash in his leg. And so what do they do? Well, they all fucking leave him upstairs and go downstairs exploring the rest of the house. Because again, say it with me now, fuck David. So they go downstairs, they see that there's a bunch of clothes down there from different types of people. Uh, and... Uh, then, you know, Ben is very nice, and he makes a tourniquet out of one of the sweatshirts from one of the obvious college students that are there that have been hiking through the area. It's either that or those goddamn Riverdale kids have come back into the area, and they need to be chased out once again. Or they've been sacrificed up to some type of, like, Lovecraftian god, which, you know what? I'd rather see that fucking film. Archie versus Cthulhu. Fucking do it, guys. Let's get it done. 
We go back and we see Hamish and his son. They're out in the field and kind of talking about what's going on. And, you know, basically, they're explaining that, hey, this shit has to get done. It's got to be done, sir. This doesn't feel right, does it? It's never easy. Oh, thanks, Ian. No problem. Well, I'm not sure my son has the stomach for this after all. Wouldn't it be easier just to leave this village? No, you don't abandon your home just, just because the times get tough. Round these parts, you fight for what's yours. We're letting innocent people die. No, Sean, not innocent. Outsiders. Now, they came here their own free will. We're just giving them a little push in the right direction, that's all. Okay, so a couple things here. First, I fucked up the son's name. I called him Ian earlier. His actual name is Sean. Ian is this guy that's just fucking fodder for later. Spoiler alert, he's gonna die at some point, and you're never gonna have to worry about Ian again. Sean, on the other hand, actually has some things that can go on in this film. Secondly... Is this really what the Irish do? Like, if this is some ancient hidden Celtic thing, or goes back to old Celtic times, so they used to sacrifice tourists to leprechauns to basically appease them? I wonder, does this happen anymore? Contrary to popular belief, the Irish don't feed people to leprechauns anymore. Whew! Well, that's good to know. They don't do it anymore. Wait. Anymore? Does that mean... Is this actually historically correct? Or am I just fucking bullshitting everybody? Hmm. Well, you know it came from a real Irish guy, and he said anymore. So, it's gotta be fucking true. Whatever any Irishman says over the internet and is recorded onto a podcast, that absolutely is 100% true. You know this. You know this to be fact. So... Officially, Irish used to feed tourists to leprechauns. They don't do it anymore, so it's okay to visit. So Sean still seems a little distraught about what's actually going on. And when they're getting ready to go to clean up the cabin, he still has second thoughts about maybe what they should do next time. There didn't have to be far of them. You knew there would come a time when you'd have to give us a helping hand. Rather than staying back where it's safe and letting other people do their dirty work. Yeah, well. Maybe if you all hadn't been so greedy in taking all that gold from its cave. Or maybe if we increase our offering, we can buy us some lenience. The next time. The next time. There won't be a next time, next time. Because we know this is an origin story, and eventually he's going to go to the U.S., where he's going to actually transform into something that wears a suit and goes and cries about wanting me gold. Oh, God, please, please don't do that in this film. From here, we go back into the basement, and we see that Sophie, she's been reading some texts that were left down there. And 
we also see that Ben, now he's managed to tear some of the clothing apart and make a little bit of a tourniquet for David, so that way his leg is not so fucked up anymore. As Sophie is looking through the text, she realizes that she recognizes the symbol that she saw on those stones outside of the village and what exactly the creature that attacked them was. This is it. Oh my god, this is the symbol that was on the stone outside of town. That's it. It can't be right. What? It means... Twatla de Dana. What the fuck does that mean? Leprechaun. Leprechaun? I'm just telling you what it says. Whatever it is, you think that's what they dug up in that mine? It wasn't a mine originally, it was a cave. But the people in the village took the gold, that's what Hamish said to us. Okay, now we're talking pots of gold? I know. Okay, I know it sounds crazy, but I'm just... This is what happens when you take its gold. You have to make amends. Until the debt has been repaid. So how long exactly does this debt go on for? Because it's obviously been going on for quite a while. And, well, we don't know exactly when the first set of gold was taken, right? It could have been taken two weeks ago. It could have been taken... 10 years ago. I mean, Hamish could have been working and doing this job with his father who took the gold, with his father that took the gold, with his father that took the gold. And originally, it just, you know, they had to kill townsfolk, and eventually they came up with this idea, hey, how can we lure tourists into this area? And they have to be college students they have to be interested in irish history as well because we're going to try to do some type of mythological history bullshit that nobody else really knows about except for the guy in the beginning of the film and also some other weird guy that they showed for one second out in the middle of the brush that was just like looking on with a giant fucking beard what like it, it makes no sense and what part of this film So far, we are roughly 40 minutes into this film of an hour and a half movie, and we've seen the Leprechaun, well, okay, we haven't really seen the Leprechaun, we've heard the Leprechaun once and been looking through the Leprechaun's eyes at least twice, but how is this an origin movie? Like, what do we know? How, where are we going to, what type of end for this film right now? It makes no sense to me. We, we've got the, the other thing that's going on, uh, I'm sorry to go on another fucking tangent here, is Jenny. Didn't she have the fucking ear ripped in half? Why doesn't she have blood all the side, like, down her neck and into her shirt? Instead, she's fucking clean as a whistle. There's no fucking blood there. Like, he ripped it clean. Does he have, like, carterizing hands? Fucking lightsaber hands? He just fucking rips it down and carterizes the wound as it goes down so she doesn't bleed or isn't bleeding to death? And David should be bleeding to death at least somewhat, right? He's still able to kind of stand on that leg, but no one really seems to give a shit about what's going on, at least in the writing room for this fucking movie. Because there's no continuity with that shit 
And there's no fucking origin story. We didn't learn anything other than somebody stole its gold. The leprechauns are trying to go after its gold. And the other guys are basically appeasing the leprechauns by feeding them tourists that come through. And that's an origin of how he got where. I guess we have to let the movie just fucking travel on. We go back and we see that Hamish, Sean, and Ian have all arrived back at the cabin where they think the teens are dead. When they arrive there and they open it up, they realize that, oh shit, they got away. Jesus Christ. Where the hell are they? They got out? If they're still alive, that means it hasn't fed. Let's go! So now that Seamus has dropped a load in his pants, they decide to try to find the group of kids uh, to actually go out and appease the leprechaun. And I want you guys to take note when they talk about the leprechaun, especially through most of the clips you're going to hear here, there is something that's different at the end of the film than what is here. And one of my, like I said earlier, one of my thoughts about what happens, uh, I noticed is actually true with something I didn't pay attention to, probably because I was hating this movie at the end of it. So they go back into the cabin and we're downstairs and they realize that somebody has now entered the house. So they all grab some sort of weapon. And I can't believe that they have all of these things. I mean, there's like a lead pipe. Somebody has an axe. I'm pretty sure somebody has a candlestick. I think the revolver is in the conservatory and the rope. I'm pretty sure that's up in the kitchen with Professor Plum. So they prepare themselves for somebody to come down and attack them. And who comes down there? But it's Sean. And he's got a gun pointed on them. But you can tell that he still has some type of remorse left in his eye. Before he's able to just let everybody go, as Ben is pleading his case to be let go, Hamish comes downstairs and notices, well, he thinks that Sean has trapped them all to make sure that they get fed to the leprechaun. The boy, Sean. Well done. Tropic ice. I don't think so, Boyle. How the hell did all of you get out of that cabin? Maybe they've earned their freedom, Tom. And how'd that thing come back to our village? Start praying on us again? Who are you? Let us go. You be quiet, Missy. Hey. <laughs> it's him. It's him. I want me now. Come on. I'll deal with you later. So Hamish goes outside to go look for Ian and see if he's fought off the leprechaun or not, and leaves his son, Sean, there to watch over the kids. Except for he doesn't leave him downstairs to watch over them with a gun, he puts him upstairs. The kids are also left with all their fucking weapons. I mean, at least make them drop them, kick them over, or something like that. Or, again, have Sean just wait fucking downstairs with the shotgun pointed on them saying, Hey, you ain't moving. And even if he's a pussy like he is, you know then they can get away but they walk upstairs with their weapons sophie is holding an axe against his shotgun shotgun fucking wins every time sophie i hate to be the bearer of bad news here but of course sean just lets them go because he believes that it's their right they've earned their right to escape 
We then go outside and we see that Hamish has found Ian and he's been impaled on something. So I guess the leprechaun did get him after all. Uh, We then go into leprechaun vision again. And again, how are we watching a leprechaun movie where we still have not seen the goddamn leprechaun like a good shot of him? And we see that it's now chasing after Hamish. Hamish kind of backs out. He's able to get away. And then we see the kids walking down the road. Well, they're kind of stumbling because David, he really can't get far. His leg is finally fucked up enough to where he can't really walk. And they're able to actually flag somebody down that's coming down the road to see if they can give him some help. You gotta get off, man. I can't lift the leg. Oh my god, my leg. I can't do this. I can't do this. Yes, you can. Oh my god, you guys! Hey! 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 Stop, stop, stop! What are you kids doing out here this time of night? We need your help. Hamish and his son. They were. What did they. Did they try to hurt you? Please, we need your help. Hurry, get in the back. Thank you. Let's go. Hey! Come on. So this is the old lady from the bar, and they all pile into her car, and they think, of course, that they're getting away. Now, come on, if you don't see this twist coming, I don't get you. This is one of the easiest things to see in the world. There's no way, with over, like, 40 minutes of this movie left to go, well, maybe about 30 minutes of this movie left to go, uh, no, about 40 minutes of this movie left to go, <laughs> that you're going to expect her to be not in on the whole thing because they start falling asleep and then she just stops in the middle of the woods and locks them inside the car. She has have the fucking child safety locks constantly turned on in her car because she's able to lock it from the inside and nobody can get out. And the only way that they can get the kids out of the car is by opening it up from the outside. What kind of bullshit car is that? What kind of bullshit plot device is this? Like, okay, I get it. We have to make her in on it. We know that she's going to be, and everybody should see this fucking coming. But at the same time, she stops the car. All the kids should just be able to get the fuck out. But instead, Hamish is the one that has to come and open the door and force them all to get on out and basically become leprechaun food. Oh my god, she walked in. Good work, Mary. Thank you, Hamish. Hey. 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 All right, get out of the car, all of you. Out of the car. Now, all of you. Step away from the car. Please don't do this. If we don't keep this thing satisfied. Tell me hell to pay. You're so pathetic. This is your fault, not ours. I could shoot you, but we need Ollie alive. You can't just leave us out here alone. Oh, we're not leaving you alone. 
damn, Mary is fucking cold. Like, we're not leaving you alone. We're leaving here to die. She could be a fucking Bond villain for all I know. She's like the next fucking Goldfinger or something. I swear that Sophie needs to go and say, what, you expect me to talk? And then she's going to be like, no, I expect you to die and be a cheap funeral. So... They leave them there. Well, they, there's a little bit of a struggle, I should say, because somehow they still have the fucking pipe. Ben goes to attack Hamish, and then actually it's Mary again, cold as fuck, who knocks out fucking Sophie and Ben, and then they all wake up tied to a tree with the sounds of the leprechaun coming closer. We get that fucking stupid leprechaun vision again, and but this time we do get images of him, and the leprechaun costume is ugly as fuck you don't get a really good look at the leprechaun outfit but you can kind of make it out see they don't really want to show you anything anytime the goddamn leprechaun is on the screen you see it and it's got these weird filters and blurs and shit so truly it's still not in this fucking movie you do not get a good shot you get maybe a couple from the mouth down uh well mouth and neck but you never get a full shot of hornswoggle like, this sucks for him, right? Like, poor Dylan, man. He is in this movie to be in a fucking costume. Like, he doesn't even get to be the outfit. His hornswoggle is more leprechaun than this fucking leprechaun, okay? And that's just a fucking WWE heel. It's not even a fucking, like, character or anything else. He's just there. He's fucking Hornswoggle. This? What the fuck is this? I don't know what this is. It's got teeth. That's about all I know. And he decides that Jenny's going to be his first fucking prey. And Jenny, she he's reaching. See, they all have gold around their necks. I guess just random gold either that they made or that appeasing to these this leprechaun here. And... He goes to grab it, but he doesn't grab it. He senses that there's gold in her mouth in kind of a gruesome scene. And who has a fucking gold barbell in their tongue? I know barbells and tongues are like an it thing, but I don't see many people having like solid gold ones or gold plated. I see brass ones. I've seen plenty of silver ones, but I've never seen one. Maybe you're big balling if you have a gold one, but she has one in her mouth and he rips the fucking thing between her tongue. Like he rips it straight out and it splits her tongue in half. And it's a relatively cool effect, to be honest with you. And so David, who's been trying to get his attention, actually finally does, and he's able to break free. And after he's been attacked and sliced open by the leprechaun, because he's wearing some type of gold necklace, and he goes to swipe it, and he accidentally opens a giant cut in his stomach, and he's like bleeding everywhere. Again, kind of a cool effect, and I see now where this movie got its R rating. It's not with anything cool, it's with the violence. So he decides to run off and everybody's like, oh no, because he's going back after Jenny again. And he does come back and somehow he's got the machete or the axe or something and he's able to cut everybody's ropes off so they can all run away. See, there's no fuck everybody else. If I was David and everybody was just saying fuck David for this entire fucking movie, I would have left them all to fucking die. You know what? Maybe Sophie would have been the one I would have saved. Because she actually stopped to help me at one point. Ben did do the tourniquet thing. I guess maybe you could give him a pass. But you know what? 
David's so much of a bro that he rescues everybody and sacrifices himself to the goddamn leprechaun and is left to fucking die, while the others, they all run away. And as they're running, Sophie, she comes up with some sort of plan. We're going to kill it. Oh, that's your fucking plan? You're just going to fucking kill it? Duh. Can't you do it fucking there? Is there something wrong with you luring it out here? You have to lure it into the goddamn cabin. Go back to where you came from. And you learned that, hey, there are those stones that are out there. If you can get to those goddamn stones, you're fucking free. Why not just... Try your luck, run for the stones, run from everybody. Why go back into places where possibly Hamish or Sean or now Mary or whomever towns fucking folk might try to trap you? They may go back over to that cabin. Maybe they're trying to clean it up and set it up for the next set of, you know, stupid fucking Irish historian wannabes to come out there and get their asses fucking eaten by a leprechaun. But no, you have to go back and decide that you're going to hatch this type of plan. All right. We need to find a way to lock it from the outside once it's inside. It's inside? Yeah. One of us is going to be outside. The other two will be in here waiting, okay? You don't have to be in here with it, okay? You just need to be outside and bolt the door once it's in here. We'll do everything else, okay? I know you can do this, okay? You can do this. So that's your other big plan, is that the person that can't talk back because her tongue is fucking severed, she's going to be the one that has to wait outside and possibly get killed by the leprechaun, and you're going to be the one with your boy toy here to actually go and kill it. It's actually not a terrible plan. They're going to force it to go inside the house, they're going to lock them in so that way that, you know... They're going to be the ones uh, fighting it by themselves, and if they manage to kill it, then there's no problem. If they don't, then fucking Jenny, she can get away. Well, as they're waiting on the inside for the thing to come out, uh, it does start approaching the house. It does start going inside of it, but it notices Jenny and actually grabs her. She tries to get it shut, and then there's actually... This was a very unexpected scene, and it's one of it's probably my favorite scene in the whole goddamn movie because it's the oh shit scene, uh, where all of a sudden they're waiting for the leprechaun to stick its head out from underneath the uh, fireplace, and then something does, but it's not a leprechaun, it's Jenny, and she takes an axe to the fucking dome. Sophie just brings it down so hard, it splits open her skull right down the middle, and she is just, oh my god. Like, she starts crying, and Ben is like, oh fuck, I can't believe you killed her. And But he tries to comfort her, and then they realize they still need to get the fuck out of her. There's nothing they can do, especially when the body gets pulled away. So I guess that saves the leprechaun some time of killing it, so now all he has to do is just eat the fucking body, and you don't have to worry about it. They run towards the other cabin, and again, they end up getting to the car where they're trying to run away. She does fall down, like just exactly the same like David did, and Ben, he keeps running. She eventually gets up, they meet together in the car, and then she wonders, Hey, why didn't you come back for me? Why didn't you come back? When I fell, 
Why didn't you come back for me? I came to the truck so we could get the fuck out of here. The keys have to be on him. to get the keys from him. I think she finally realized that Ben is just in it for him fucking self. Like, he doesn't care about anybody. And she didn't realize this in the beginning of the fucking movie when he first was like, Oh, great. This is what happens when we let you decide what's happening at the end. Like, he's fucking condescending to her for most of the fucking film. And he totally blows off getting laid at that one point in the movie. And he's just like... And when she's like, Oh, yeah, you, you know can I come with you? He's like, oh, I'm going to miss you. Meaning, no, I just want to be there by myself. I want to be there without you and do whatever I need to do. Like, here he is. He didn't go pick up David. You're the one that did it. Now you stumble fall and he doesn't go pick up you because all he cares about himself. I bet you if he got to the goddamn truck and he was able to actually start the truck, he would have fucking driven away. So he gets outside with a flare and he distracts the leprechaun long enough for her to look and find a set of keys on the dead guy this is ian that's there uh the leprechaun ends up chasing both of them and she's able to get them inside of the house uh that they got to at the second point where they were at the basement so they're back there and the leprechaun is banging on the outside of the door they keep running and eventually the leprechaun gets a hold of ben and ben tells her just to keep going on there's a really cool again these scenes like we get a decent shot of the leprechaun again as he's ripping the spine out of ben it's pretty cool okay i'm totally glad with that scene she goes upstairs and she starts to hide then we see that there's somebody that's chasing well following her upstairs and it happens to be sean sean and her kind of have a confrontation but then the leprechaun shows up and he wastes all his bullets trying to shoot at the leprechaun and get it to go away this allows her a chance to escape but when she gets downstairs she runs right into hamus put your hands up Breathe slow like Sean! Sean! Get on real good, son. Get on real good. Real good. I'm so sorry. been a fool 
Look at this shoot a girl dot. That's how much you become a murderer! Hey, you wanna shoot me? Go on ahead, shoot me! Make me do. You're a goddamn fool. So they tussle for a bit to the point that he knocks his dad down the stairs and then the leprechaun comes for his dad. He kind of shrivels back and just falls against the wall and we really know what the final fate of Sean is at least. We know that Hamus, he's probably dead because the leprechaun was on top of him. He tried to fight him back. He also looks like he might have brought his broke his neck while he was falling down those stairs uh and he might need a set of nerf stairs as well but the leprechaun kind of does him in outside we see that uh sophie she's running for the car and a leprechaun is now chasing her like this is really weird here this is where i kind of got the theory that ultimately you know we'll find out if it's true or not even though i've been saying one thing or another um how does the Leprechaun have enough time to go and get involved in killing Hamish, which is supposed to be happening at the same time that she's running away, right? Because even though we have that jump in time, these things are more than likely occurring exactly at the same time, right? So while she's running to the car because she's got the keys or the truck, I should say, so she can GTFO, he's being attacked by his son and then ultimately being attacked by a leprechaun or the leprechaun. But so you're telling me the leprechaun is so fast that he's able to both do that, possibly kill Sean, and then show up instantly as he's chasing fucking Sophie down and jumping on top of the truck and bashing the truck in as she's trying to drive away? I don't think that's the case. So my thought here was, there's more than one fucking leprechaun. And is that really going to be something that they're going to be trying to be like, oh, look, everything's the way that you did it. There's a whole colony of them or some fucking bullshit like that. So she keeps driving away. And like I said, this leprechaun's on top of the truck and it's trying to get inside. It fails miserably, but they do crash and she's able to get out of the car and start running. And then we get back to where we were at the beginning of the film with a couple that was running away from the first leprechaun that we saw. She keeps running and she manages to trip over the same fucking backpack. And when she does, pieces of gold coins pop out of the bag. Uh, She gets a little further and she sees that there's a machete. She does take some of the gold coins with her. Or that's what I kind of remember. It might actually be that she saw the machete and she was being cornered by the leprechaun at that time. And uh, none to say the less. She's able to distract the leprechaun by throwing the gold pieces up in the air, grabbing the machete and chopping his head off, and also saying one of the worst fucking lines in the whole goddamn movie. Fuck you, Lucky Charms! These leprechauns don't have anything that's magically delicious. Fuck you, Sophie. You don't fucking bring that on upon him. Just because he's a fucking leprechaun doesn't mean that he has a fucking cereal full of marshmallows that are fucking delicious and oats that are okay and you just throw back in the fucking box and make your own bowl of only marshmallow pieces. Come on. Don't call him fucking Lucky Charms. This is like an Austin Powers level joke that you're trying to put on here. 
So she does manage to kill it and she does run away towards the stones and she's able to stop rest and then as the camera starts to pan out and get into a wide shot we see that there are more than one line in the grass that has begun to chase her meaning there are multiple leprechauns and this wasn't just about one and the other thing that we get after we see this is the end credits and the realization that this movie is complete garbage So that was Leprechaun Origins. Again, this movie's name is a misnomer. It's not a fucking origin story. Like, what happens from this point? All we know is that there's multiple Leprechauns and they're running towards the stone. The stone is supposed to keep them trapped within that area. So how the fuck does the Leprechaun come to America? Or is this just like Origins because we're trying to start a new fucking franchise? Either way... Fuck you! This is a piece of garbage. It is difficult to go through. Like, there are even, like, after-credit scenes, but they're just the same fucking thing being shown over and over and over again. Like, how many times do I need to see that while this really fucking somber music gets played? Yeah, she's the only one to survive. I'm assuming that Sean is fucking dead, right? His dad gets killed, he just waits there, and, and he wants to atone for the stuff that his village has done by killing all these tourists... But they didn't know that there was more than one fucking leprechaun. They only thought there was one. But there's no way there could have been less than that. Like, uh, only one, I should say, less than one. So zero? What the fuck is wrong with me? But (laughs) honestly, there's no way that there couldn't have been any other fucking leprechauns. Like, it made no sense why we had to get... uh, that type of ending and it really just stops right there we see them run she's running away are they going to get past him she got gold in her pocket and that's how they're all gonna fucking break the spell what the hell is going on i i don't know there's nothing there's nothing really explained in this like it would have been interesting to see even if it was just the story of these people in this town stealing the gold And then the leprechauns all of a sudden showing up because there's gold down there. Like, you found the gold, and oh my god, I can't believe this. Maybe we shouldn't take it. And then there's this big bad guy, and he's like, no, our town, it needs the money. You know, he's not necessarily a bad guy, but he's a bad guy in terms of this film, right? So he's like, we need the money for the town, let's just go ahead and take it. And then one guy's like, no, we really can't. And then the leprechauns show up and slowly start slaughtering the people of the town... 
That would have been fine. That is an origin story. But this... This is nothing. This is a fucking monster movie. When you advertise that Hornswoggle is going to be in this and find out that he's just the guy in the fucking suit, that's it. You just needed a fucking little guy to do this and you thought, hey, let's go ahead and throw one of our wrestlers, probably our only midget fucking wrestler that we have, and have him get in the fucking leprechaun suit not say a fucking word, just make fucking noises and pretend to kill people. Then, you know what we're going to do? We're going to Seagal everybody. And that we're going to fucking go in there and we're going to call it a leprechaun movie. But you know what? Every time there's a shot of him, you don't fucking see him. He's not really fucking in this movie because everything's so fucking blurry. It's all these weird filters and flares and lenses that... Why? Is your costume that shitty? You know what? Yes, it is. Because when we do get like to see it, to fully see the leprechaun, it's ugly as fuck. This is not what it should have been. It missed the point of the original franchise completely. Even with leprechaun in space, leprechaun in the hood, leprechaun back to the hood, it still had the, the structure of the other leprechaun movies. Everybody in these films, they either had an altruistic reason for wanting the gold, or it was a selfish reason for getting the gold. And then their punishment was the fact that they took it. And they were trying to avoid the goddamn leprechaun at the same time. And everybody met their end because they just didn't give back the gold. He's coming for his gold, he's gonna get his gold, and he's gonna kill you, fucker. And the only one that isn't gold is Back to the Hood, where it's a fucking flute instead of that. So, what the hell, man? Like, why would you do this? Why would you just make this a monster movie? It sucks. It's garbage. I mean, you've made some decent... See No Evil is not a terrible movie. Um, Oculus, like I said, is fan-fucking-tastic. I love that fucking movie. This? Why did you make this? What's the point? You wanted to bring Leprechaun to new people, but yet you made a pile of shit? That's it. So, what do I rate this movie? First, do I recommend this movie? No, I do not. It is boring. And even then, with all the action, this is one of the shortest podcasts in a while that I've done because there's not a whole lot going on other than action and a couple of scenes. There really isn't anything else to explain. You probably heard most of the dialogue in the goddamn movie. So, in terms of ratings, the gore factor, I give it a 4 out of 5 because those effects are pretty cool. That's one of the things that's actually got going for it right. Crap factor, it's a 5 out of 5. It's just not acted well. The Irish people are kind of stereotypes. It's just, it gives no real good backstory and no origin story. The fun factor, it's a 1 out of 5. Maybe, actually, you know what, I give it a 2. I'm going to raise it up 1. Because the gore makes well, there's a couple of scenes that I've kind of had fun with, and I really thought it was going to be that cheesy type of fun when it started off with David going, chickens. Like, I thought, oh great, it's going to have a sense of humor. It has no humor to itself. It tries to take itself way too goddamn seriously, and it's just a fucking monster movie. You could have called this, like, the grunt or you could have called this the gate three and everybody would have been like okay because it's about a gate in ireland that all of a sudden the leprechauns came out of and started going after the people's gold because they stole it whatever it is but it's not a fucking leprechaun movie it's 
It's a monster movie. That's what it is, and it sucks. So overall, what do I give this monstrous piece of crap? Well, I'm giving it one and a half split tongues. It has its moments, and really, it's only the gore moments. But for the most part, like I said, it's just fucking boring, and it's just not a worthwhile watch, in my opinion. So, thanks, Patrick, for making me watch this for St. Patrick's Day, which is in, I think, about a week or so, I I think. So, anyway, what is the next film? Well, remember we were talking about how... uh, I'm planning on doing video game month and well video game section and there are three films that I'm going to do and I've decided to move things around because and I think I mentioned on the last episode of this podcast uh, because I decided one of the films goes better into doing sci-fi movies again uh, than this movie did this was the last one I do because I have actually had requests for this movie from one person in particular multiple times, but from a bunch of different people. And it's the first time I've ever done this director on this podcast. And so we're going to listen to the trailer for this, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about the results of the polls that I put up and what the following movie is going to be. Uh, I am not going to name the last movie. I originally said that I might, and we'll talk about all three, but you know what? I'm going to save that one as a surprise until after the second one. Uh, because I really want that to be kind of a surprise, because I'm very excited to talk about that movie. And surprisingly enough, I'm kind of excited to talk about this one as well. Five teens looking for fun at a rave. On an island full of zombies. Awful zombies looking for one thing. I just want... They are everywhere. They are fast. They fight to the end and beyond. Best I reckon the story goes, there was once some crazy Spanish padre who was banished from Spain hundreds of years ago. Come closer, Captain. I cannot see your face. You know why I was banished from Spain? Your experiments are not of God. They say he murdered the crew of the San Cristobal, enslaved the natives of this island, and killed whoever came here ever since. Some say he still does. It was my fault! It was my fault! Were you here? Did you see it? Did you see me watch them rip her apart? It's not gonna happen again. We're gonna get out of here. Coming 2003, a movie based on one of the most popular video games of all times, The House of the Dead. Oh, Fuck yes, we're talking about The House of the Dead. One of the worst, worst movies of all fucking time by one of the worst directors of all fucking time. And this is going to be shitballs amazing. Uh, I can tell you I remember seeing this movie. Uh, I did not see it in the theaters. Thank the fucking Lord that I did not. 
but I remember the first time I saw this film and one of the fades, the wipes from scene to scene, what it was, we had to stop because I was laughing so goddamn hard that I could not pay attention to what else was going on in the fucking movie. I could not believe that they did this. I could not believe that they allowed that to be put into there. Oh my fucking God, it was amazing at the same time. It was so fucking shitty. So I am very excited to talk about House of the Dead on the next podcast. Now, the results are in. And we did a, or I did a poll. It's funny to say we, and there's only fucking me. Um, so I did a poll both through Facebook, through the Horror Amino app, through Twitter, um, of what the middle movie should be for video game month, for the video game series. So first one is House of the Dead, and the second one was between Stay Alive, which is a movie that's based around a video game, but not actually, it involves one, but it's not actually a real like video game. Um, Silent Hill, Silent Hill Revel- Revelations 3D, if you want to put that, but just Revelations. And then another Uwe Boll film, Alone in the Dark. So, in last place between all, uh, sadly, Alone in the Dark, uh, but... I'm putting that on my back burner, because I think that might be fun to talk about at another time. And it's a movie I never saw, but I know it's fucking ridiculously horrible. So maybe it'll be back, and we'll talk about it at some time. Um, In third place uh, happened to be Silent Hill Revelations. Um, It was really about 9% of the vote that voted for Alone in the Dark. After that, at about 14.9% uh, after everybody that voted. Uh, it was Silent Hill Revelation. Uh, that one actually surprised me a little more. Uh, but, you know, a lot of people maybe don't like that one as much or don't want to hear about that one as much. And then in second place, uh, which actually really surprised me because I wasn't sure, was the Frankie Muniz vehicle Stay Alive, which I still, again, that's another one I think I want to put on the back burner. I kind of maybe want to put all three of these on the back burner. Uh, maybe not so much the Silent Hill one, but I thought it might be fun maybe to talk about that one instead of talking about the eventual winner, which was Silent Hill, uh, which got a whopping 49.4. It's not even close between all the other ones where 27% of the vote went to Stay Alive. So it's really like... I kind of thought it would go this way with Silent Hill being the movie that everybody wanted me to do. And actually, it's uh, to me, it's not a bad film. Uh, and it's something that I can talk about. And I thought, you know, in terms of video game horror movies go, that's a pretty good one to talk about. Um, in video games in general, there's another movie that I would totally talk about. But we're not going to break the horror or sci-fi mantra just yet. That might lead a little more into sci-fi. I don't know. It's up to you guys to kind of determine that. But... Uh, I really, you know, I feel like this is a good movie to talk about. Uh, thank you, everybody, for the vote, especially everybody on the Horror Amino app. God, you guys came out and fucking voted. You guys rocked that fucking vote. Twitter, you guys did pretty good, too, but, you know, Facebook fucking voting sucks. I'm going to fucking park you for a second, okay? You only get two options as a fucking business page, okay? So if I'm a fan page or whatever, that's it. I get to make two fucking options? Are you fucking kidding me? So it's fucking pointless to do polls on Facebook unless it's going to be yes or no. Or I do it personally and then everybody knows who my fucking personal Facebook is. So I ain't fucking dealing with that. Anyway, uh, off my soapbox for a second. But 
thank you guys. It's really, honestly, uh, in the Twitter vote, Alone in the Dark was a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. But it really was with the vote on the Horror Amino app. Uh, man, that thing got smoked. And Silent Hill was the big fucking winner. So uh, I thank everybody for participating in the vote. And uh, I really hope you enjoyed the third movie. Um, but for now, go watch Alone in the Dark. It's available on YouTube. Not Alone in the Dark. I'm sorry. House of the Dead. It's available on YouTube to rent. And there are ways that you can find so you can watch the whole thing. Um but otherwise, iTunes, you can get it off of Amazon. You can get it off of Google Play if you really want to watch it that way and rent it. Um, I don't know if I recommend that you rent Well, you know what? I kind of do because it's so bad it's good. Uh, oh, funny, at least. So and I'm, that that's straight up. And maybe I'm going to have a different opinion. Maybe back then I, I could like stand to watch through it, where now maybe I just can't fucking do it anymore. So for next time, watch house of the dead and we're definitely gonna see you later there's one last thing that i wanted to do before we go and uh again i thank the fear merchant for helping me and doing the recordings with such short notice uh for those little psas but at the end of this uh he sent me like a minute long of uh just his like trying to record it without laughing and there were two on there i'm sorry that i had to do this but these, I, I was laughing my ass off pretty good at these when he was doing it. So uh, this following blooper PSA is brought to you by the Fear Merchant. See you guys later. Leprechauns were once taught to be... <laughs> Sorry, I have to do this in one take on my phone. <laughs> this P8. <laughs> this PSA was brought to you by the fear merchant with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no no nothing like that it's just these cash prizes add up quick so i suggest you sit back keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky play for free at luckylandslots.com are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.